St. Paul instructs St. Timothy, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Upper Room Media presents this Teen Matters talk, praying that it will firmly establish these virtues in the future of our church. Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. It's uh, so wonderful to be with you here today, and it's so wonderful to see the energy of young people um, worshipping the Lord, and to hear our sisters in particular uh, joining in the praises, which is how it should be. It's not just a uh, hymns are not just for the uh, the boys, as some people might might like to think. Um, if we if we look if we pay attention to the suite of readings today um, we'll notice there's there's a connection with each one of them a lot of them uh, St Paul talks about for example the wisdom that he uses is not the wisdom of this world it's not the wisdom of eloquent speaking philosophers but it's the wisdom of God so in order to understand the message that that the gospel is trying to uh, give to us we need to think with a different type of mindset not a worldly mindset and we hear in the catholic epistle you know people's focus on money and and wealth and this takes away uh from from really the the main purpose of our our presence here so um and then we have uh, today's gospel which is about Saint Zacchaeus, who was a not just a tax collector but a chief of tax collectors, and who can help me explain what a chief tax collector and why they were so frowned upon? Can anybody know? Anybody um, have an idea why tax collectors were so hated in the by the community? Like the government is hated by the community when they take out hard earned. Money, because what used to happen, the tax collectors were actually Jews employed by the Romans to collect taxes on their behalf. Okay, and what these people used to do, so if you, they would go to every house, so you would have, uh, they would have a list of all the people, like the government knows how many people there are, and you would expect to come and pay your taxes and. If you owed, say, $100, they wouldn't take $100 from you, they'd take 150 100 for the government, 54 themselves. Okay, that's a, uh, a simple tax, a chief tax collector, but who was the boss of tax collectors, would not, ha had no reason to take collect taxes because all the tax collectors aren't doing the job. So he would get a cut of the action Okay, so he would have whatever, you know, 10, 20, 30, whatever tax dollars, and you would say, oh, you know, I'm going to collect from you $30 or $50. So they would have to take that into consideration when they're collecting their, the, what they steal from the local people. So you would find that the people were definitely uh, wronged big time, and... Um, the chief tax collectors were even more frowned upon because they stole from the thieves themselves. Okay, so that's why he was sort of very special. But um, And just on that, St. Jerome um, says a, uh, a very interesting, he said, 
He said here, there is certainly much truth in a certain saying among philosophers that every rich man is either wicked or the heir of wickedness. That is why the Lord our Saviour says that it is difficult for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay. So when we hear this, this message, is, is being wealthy wrong? Is having um, wealth wrong or inheriting money or making good money wrong? What do you think? What do you think? Some people think, yeah, it's wrong. But that's not the message of today. The message is not the making of money or the, the acquiring of wealth. Okay, Because when you work hard in an honest field, you earn an income and you may be earning more than you need so you're able to save and buy expensive things and, and help other people in need. So God blesses us with a resource called wealth for us to use for ourselves and to help others in need, true? So money and wealth is not bad, okay? But what is bad is when we wrap our heart around these materialistic things and we become, and they become our source of hope. You understand that? So they become our source of hope. So we don't look for a friendship, we don't look for God to be our hope and our deliverer from what we need. You know, we say, Our Father who art in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Huh? Give us this day our daily bread. And let us not worry about what tomorrow brings, but you take care of it. We, we don't, we throw, we forget that reliance on God and we start saying, Oh, my account's got a million bucks. My account's got two million bucks. I've got nothing to worry about. Everything is sweet. I've got whatever I need. Where is God in this? And even some people, you know, muck around and say on the American, you know, one dollar it says, in God we trust, okay? And they're referring to the, the dollar bill as the God that they trust. So these are all metaphors for, for us being, tying our hope to our wealth and our assets. So, this is, so, so please don't misunderstand the message of today. So I just wanted to reflect on what do you think was going on in the mind of Zacchaeus today? What do you think? I mean, we, we read he, he, he went and climbed up a tree because he was a short man. What was so, what was so um, important that he would degrade? You imagine him being so wealthy, the sort of threads he would be wearing, and him then going climbing a tree. You wouldn't do that, would you? You wouldn't. It's sort of like degrading to him, but what made him want to climb up a tree to see this particular person? What was going on inside his mind? What do you think? Do you have, does anybody have an idea? If you do, but I shy, just raise your hand. If you think you might know what he was thinking. If you don't know what he was thinking and would like to consider what he was thinking, raise your hand also. And if you don't want to think anything, raise your hand. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's let's look at this. You know, here here I am. I'll put myself in Zacchaeus' shoes. You know, wherever I go, people spit on me, or people turn their backs on me, or people frown upon me, except my fellow thieves. Okay. 
And so we're, we're, I, I can't go without being disrespected, even in people's head or being judged, okay? Imagine knowing everybody who looks at you thinks about you this way, okay? And doing that day after day, year after year. How do you feel about yourself? You say, I don't care, I'm loaded. I'm loaded, it doesn't worry me. But really, at the end of the day, when you're when the, the group of, or the circle of friends that you have are very limited, you find it starts to affect you psychologically and mentally and you feel like you're an outcast, okay? Not, and and what, what is sort of another type of person who was an outcast in the community back then was someone who had leprosy because there was no cure for leprosy and it was very contagious. So, they, so the commandment of God to the Israelites was you, you put the leper outside of the city, okay, until they are healed or if they heal. If not, they stay out there, okay? And this is how the tax collectors were viewed by the community. They were outcasts, okay? So you can imagine the psychological trauma in the minds of some of these people, okay? Now, he, he, would, he would think, you know, why do you think he was so eager to see Jesus? Why do you think he's heard so much about this man? He's heard that he, he eats with sinners, okay? And people who are caught in the act of adultery, they, he doesn't condemn them. He actually drives all the accusers away and saying, wow, can, can, can I be made new again? Can I be changed? Oh, if I can just see this man, I just want to see what this man is. And, and so who is there listening to the heart of Zacchaeus, listening to the thoughts of Zacchaeus as he's walking by? Who is the person listening? Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay? And this is why, and, and this is a message for each and every one of us, okay? So we're all, we all commit sin, okay? And we know we do some really nasty things, okay? Yes, we put on a white donia. Yes, we put on beautiful clothes that masks some of the nastiness that we lock up inside. And while we can pretend I'm okay, I'm walking into a church and I feel very saintly, but when we stop and think about it, you know, in front of God, we are very naked, aren't we? He can see through and he can see exactly what we are like, okay? And then when I think about God seeing me and the, the dirty, dark secrets inside me, I then fall and become ashamed of myself. Very similar to what Zacchaeus was feeling. And what did the Lord say to Zacchaeus today? How dare you? steal from your brothers and sisters. That's not what he said. He said to him, come down quickly. I hear your cry for help. I hear your desire to be made new and, and to be made good again. And I'm here to help you do that. Today I'm going to eat in your home. Today I'm going to enter into your heart and let me do some spring cleaning for you. So that is the message. And unfortunately, sometimes... We hear the message that in order to be a Christian, you need to be good. <coughs> that is not the case. We don't have hospitals full of healthy people. We have hospitals full of sick people, people who are in need of help and healing, don't they? 
And this is the hospital. And Jesus said, I'm not here for those who are righteous, but for those who are sick and in need of healing. So where do you go except your father's home for healing? Disregard anybody who says to you, fix yourself up, then come to church. No, I'm coming to church because it is God who is going to fix me. This is the hope we should have. And sometimes when we're alone in our room and we're reflecting on our, on our, on our self, and, we, and some people come to me and say, Abuna, there's no way God's going to forgive me for all these sins, even if I come and confess to you. I said, what? That's an even bigger sin than what you've committed. That's an even bigger sin to take away God's love from us and his preparedness to forgive us our sins and save us. That is absolute crazy. So here he, and he, we have this gospel today as a witness for you and I that no matter what we do, no matter how bad we may think we are, God's arms are always open for us. And we, we go into the church and we see the crucifixion, okay? We remember that he is, his arms are always open for us, like the prodigal son. He accepted him back, like the Samaritan woman, like the sinful woman, like Moses the mighty, like Mary of Egypt, and the many, many, many wonderful people who later became saints. And sometimes we judge ourselves and we judge others worse than God looks upon us. That's why God said, judge not and you shall not be judged, because we judge with one eye. We don't see the whole story. And God's judgment for us is first what comes before judgment, compassion, love, care, salvation. And if all that fails because I have rejected God, then... I condemn myself but don't condemn yourself don't condemn yourself Jesus loves us he just doesn't like the sin that we do and don't confuse the two may the Lord bless you all and guide us all to salvation and please 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 don't look down upon yourself look down upon your sin but come and shed them with your confession father and you how do you confess guys you know how to confess? Some people say, I've got to tell Abuna I took 100 bucks from Dad's wallet. How do I tell him? Oh, Abuna, there was an excursion and I needed money and everyone's got this and I felt bad. And that's justifying the action. Okay. If you've stolen 100 times from Dad, you come up to Abuna because some people feel very embarrassed and this stops a lot of people. Okay, from confessing. Say, Abuna, Abuna, I, I took money that was not mine. Doesn't matter who you took it from. That's it. If you've done it a hundred thousand times, Abuna, I've taken money. Abuna, I've smoked cigarettes. Abuna, I've been drunk. Abuna, I judged. Abuna, Abuna, Abuna. So confession should take about 30 seconds. Okay? And if Abuna would like to ask you a question, then answer, but if Abuna has no question, why do you want to open up Pandora's box? Uh, Abuna, I see, you see, you know, this guy's been picking on me and he's been over like six months of bullying and I had enough and I just got the chair and hit him over the head. And now he's in hospital with concussion. Yeah. Abuna, I hit someone. God knows exactly why you did it 
when you did it, how you did it. A woman doesn't need to know those details. God, God wants us to say, I am wrong, Father, forgive me. That's all. That's all confession is. Then Abuna will put the cross on your head and you will read to your absolution that God absolves you of your sin and feel the burden come off you. Feel the burden come off you. Don't let those opportunities go. We don't have much time. Glory be to God. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.